of Mike. And I'm Gabriella Joy. And, and we're, we're the Ghouls Next Door. And today we're talking about the rules and roles of women. Yes, we did this a little bit last week, but now we're in it. We're, we're, we're not 1950s housewives. We are today wives. I'm yes. not a wife. I'm a handmaid. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm the wife. Yes. And you have to make babies for me because I am more important than you. Yes. Doesn't matter if I had a baby before or a really nice husband. They got to go to Canada now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here. And it sucks. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's great. Yeah, you're not. May I be worthy? Under his eye. Am I worthy, Gabe? Blessed be or the Or I'm fruit. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gabrielle uh, Joy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> it's weird. I don't want you to call yeah. that. It's Mrs. Waterford. Yeah, Mrs. Waterford. I'm a friend. <laughs> it's fine. Mike, sorry, we're Mike. sorry. We didn't mean uh, to do this to you. You're not like that. You're nice. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you could tell, today we are talking about uh, the oppression of women yet again. Part it is two. too robust of a topic for us to just give one lovely episode two yeah you need context before you got the like what's happening yeah so so we last week had talked about like what previously has happened and what the mentality is behind these like beliefs that women are below men yes uh the term that i used in my fun history section was uh universal subordination yes uh which is trash we all learned it was trash so today we're talking about uh the future like what that looks like yeah and what our present looks like and where we're heading guys we're all frogs (laughs) we're all frogs it's happening that's what i'm saying it's happening blessed be the fruit May the Lord open. And also with you. <laughs> That's not... Gay, we watched like three seasons. They always say, you know, may God bless your womb. That's <laughs> not what they say at all. You know how they say it. May, so may the, the Lord open. Praise legs, And then there's the commander's seat in you. Oh my That's God. That's what they said. Oh. You're welcome. All right. Moving on. How's the history? It's not better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, well, we were saying stuff. We said last week, you know, what we talked about. History, the oppression, la da da yes. Bad time. Mm-hmm. It's been a bad time. But also, it's like, because people are looking at it wrong. So, like, we have traditionalist views mm-hmm. on these topics and their bias and looking at it and they're manipulating, like, science, mm-hmm. Darwinism. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christianity and other religions to basically be like, women are less. Yeah. They're all they're good for is babies now. Yeah. We don't, what if no babies no more? We're going to need to make those ladies have babies, is what they're they saying. They need to have babies. Yes. Uh, and there's that presentation of what we looked at society as, where it's just, if you're looking at it through a non-biased lens, you see more of just like, throughout of necessity coexistence between men and women (laughs) as a means to continue existing. Yeah. Like, for there to be more men and women, sometimes, when a man and maybe a woman or whoever love each other very much. Yes. They have the stuff 
Babies happen. Yeah. Um, the stuff. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. <laughs> different podcasts. It's a different podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's necessary for species survival for us to procreate. Yeah. Yes. I'm with you. Um, what I my argument is is that people are trash. We're all parasites. We don't need to be here no more. Let us just stop having babies. <laughs> no, that's not an argument. Just let it be. <laughs> okay. Whatever has been will be, and then there's no more. Yeah. And then the planet recovers, and it's a grand old time. But what they're saying is... <laughs> okay. ...is that babies need to continue happening, uh, and by any means necessary, yeah. essentially. So, today, we're going to figure out, basically, if Handmaid's Tale can happen. What do y'all think? What do you think? Yes, no, maybe. Um, yes. I do want to make a blanket statement that a version of Handmaid's Tale does exist in the world, just, like, not the exact same thing, but women are actively repressed across the globe. That happens a lot. Some more terrifying than here, but we're going to talk about America, because that's where we live. And also, it's, like, that's where Handmaid's Tale is pitched. Like, that's where it is in the book. So, mm-hmm. for context, that's what we're going to do. Uh, but as we did last week, we're going to have a definition section of the Woo! History Corner. Are you excited? We're learning. Excited learning. Yay. You're learning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and from the safety of your home. Yeah, let's get or the scary party started. It's, yeah. it's a fun time. So scary. we're going to learn a new term. It's called creative destruction. It sounds really fun, right? So it's a yes. term coined in 1942. <laughs> Title of my sex tape. All right, continue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we can still have those. It's great. Um, so it's a term coined by in 1942 by Austrian economist Joseph... Schumpeter, which is a fun last name, um, to explain the ways in which technology and innovation develop, and that is not a scary definition. Mm-hmm. You hear that, you're like, oh, wow, I wonder how those things develop. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but if we further defined it, creative destruction describes the deliberate dismantling and establish of an established process in order to make way for an improved method of production. So, like, completely getting rid of the old... Bringing in the new. Yeah. Um, The theory of creative destruction assumes that basically there's a winner and a loser. Mm -hmm. Because destruction, you're thinking like someone is losing something. Yeah. Um, And the idea is that you're destroying things that have been around for a very long time for the means of innovation. Mm. Innovation is generally seen as a positive word. Yeah. I'm going to argue euphemism in this hypothetical society where America is now this. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, arguably, Gilead does a lot of per, like good things. They, they do have the help numbers. save the planet because they murder everybody. I mean, but they got the numbers on paper. It looks like Babies they did have it. Them. Yeah, yeah, look at it. Colonies making the pollution go away. Yeah. Totally great, right? Right? No. It's not. So, like, as the commander states in the show, better never means... For everyone. Better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always means worse for some. So, I honestly think, when I interpreted Creative Destruction, I was like, oh my god, this is the perfect way to describe what they did mm-hmm. in the show, in that they completely destroy the original society, murder everybody who does not agree with them, yeah. and... Uh, Start from scratch, kind of, in the sense where it's like, whatever life was before, that doesn't exist. Burn all the libraries, get rid of the books. Mm-hmm. Women do read, they cut off their hands. Like, it's a whole situation. Uh, 
So we're going to use that word as we kind of delve into, like, will this happen? Okay. Um, and I would argue it already is kind of happening, but very slowly. And uh, we're all kind of being gaslit into, like, thinking it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That you're being a hysterical female. Yeah. Or it's just, like, it's not, like, it's not going to be that bad. Like, it's still it happening. It could never happen. It could never happen. So, like, I would honestly say, like, it's a very... American thing right now to think we are above the fears of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we think we watch Parasite and not realize that it applies That's to us. Here, That's a yeah. fun thing that Korea has. Yeah. Wow, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're lucky we think, us. We are so ignorant to the fact that, like, we can be hurt. Yeah. Or, like, can be changed in any way like we all think our freedom is a universal or should be you know what I mean like individual in how we operate we believe like as individual people that we deserve basic human rights Mm -hmm. humanity the right to choose what we want to do with our bodies existence voting property etc like yeah we are all individual people our individual needs and wants and desires matter Mm-hmm. Um, and they what? do, but what I'm saying is, is, like, in this hypothetical world where it's, like, a collective, like, there is a need for humans to mm-hmm. exist. It is, based on what's happening now, like, we already kind of have that under a different lens. So if we're considering, like, the way attacks against abortion have developed, specifically very recently, mm-hmm. um, since basically Trump has been elected. It's really scary, some of the stuff that's been happening. And specifically, in ways, like, the things that they are attacking are just so removed from what actual women bodies are. Yeah. Like, there are people who don't know what ectopic pregnancies are, which mm-hmm. are not viable. Like, that's, that's not, not a baby. That's not a baby, yeah. Um, and they're, like, based... There was that's a... Danger. Yeah, you could die from it. Like, it's not supposed to be inside of you yeah they have to take it out but uh i remember reading a little while back that they were going to like jail doctors Mm -hmm. for removing ectopic pregnancies and try to put them back in Mm -hmm. so it's like total just not any knowledge of what a human woman's body is should have needs Mm-hmm. Etc. And, and you see that a lot of Handmaid's Tale because they only have men doctors who yeah. like are not experts in their field, and like you don't have the technology to tell what the baby is anymore. Like they've just yeah. gone back a ton just because of this idea that there's men are the best and men need to have the jobs and men need to do this, yeah. and that, and the other. So we have people just like who have no idea what women's bodies are making the choices for women. Yeah. And this horrifying timeline that I got from Planned Parenthood. Yeah. .com. Uh, all the ways abortion's been attacked, basically since Trump's been elected, but I'm specifically going to talk about 2019 because a lot has happened in 2019 that mm-hmm. was, like, really not cool. So we're going to go through it real quick. February 22nd, uh, Trump-Pence administration issues the Title X gag rule. I remember hearing about this. It's an attempt to ban providers in the Title X program from telling millions of patients how they can safely and legally access abortion. So it's basically like getting rid of the knowledge on how to safely do so. So it doesn't get rid of abortions, it gets rid of safe abortions, Mm -hmm. essentially. 2019, we have like all the lies and basically saying like all these things that are out of context. We don't know what women's bodies are. We're saying babies are being murdered. 
we're waiting till like way too late in the pregnancy to get rid of the babies mm -hmm. and it's they like that yeah yeah and just like basically really getting pro-life people heated up mm -hmm. and extra upset about the whole situation yeah um, they were spending all those like videos and stuff mm -hmm. like just basically a big spear campaign from like april well, winter and spring of 2019 into, like, May. So, mm -hmm. May 1st, the state adopts 37 new restrictions on abortion rights and access, which has been, like, happening since the beginning of 2019. This one is the really bad one. Uh, May 7, 2019, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed six-week abortion ban into law, making uh, the state the fourth in 2019 to enact basically an unprecedented, unconstitutional ban of abortion. Mm. Um, and... They're basically saying you can't do it, but Roe v. Wade is still in existence. So, technically, it is still legal, but mm. they're making it very complicated for people to access these things. May 15th, 2019, Alabama enacts a near-total ban of abortion, where it includes anyone who has been raped or victims of incest. Uh, and anti-abortion politicians basically say that they hope it'll reach the Supreme Court so that Roe v. Wade can be overturned. Uh, so that's all the things that have happened recently. Hmm. Uh, it's not like the... It's gross. Yeah, it's super gross, right? Uh, and there's like, ever since Trump's got elected, there's like a very long, long list. If I went through the whole thing, I would have taken up the whole podcast. Uh, it just like very subtle, one at a time, knocks at women's rights mm -hmm. and like basically trying to take us back to before yeah. when abortion was not allowed, before Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the moral of the story is it's people saying they have the rights to our bodies that have no rights to our bodies. So it's we have a president who said on TV mm -hmm. that he would grab them in the what's and... I don't know if I could say that on a podcast. Can I don't you say that. Uh, not probably not on ours. <laughs> All right, cool. You know what I mean. Grab yeah. them without consent. So assault, sexual yeah. assault, is what he said that you should do, and he yeah, has. He done. could do, yeah. Um, and he's our president. Yeah, and then you got Justice Kavanaugh, who also. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, there's the whole culture of like it's our fault, dressing a certain way. It's like, but. That's women have been dressing all sorts of ways, mm -hmm. and we've always not always, but like yeah, for doesn't matter. All of modern society and before mm -hmm. have been victims of these things because of manipulation, the use of religion or science incorrectly, mm -hmm. uh, basically any way to kind of keep us in the lane that we are nothing but mothers and wives. The fact that we used to not be able to have bank accounts or own property mm -hmm. is insane. And it wasn't that long ago. No. So this false sense, like, we're a generation out, mm -hmm. or, like, two generations out of, like, directly being impacted by that. So we have this false sense of security and that, like, we cannot go back. And we know what we would be losing, but we have this idea that it's impossible. And we're fighting, but... I feel like there's this whole idea where it's like they haven't come for us yet or come for me yet. The whole yeah. thing where it's like, oh, they haven't gotten us yet, so it doesn't directly impact me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, Offred's lines where she's just like, you know, we didn't do anything. Or like, you know, they came for this and we let them. Like, we came for this and then we didn't do anything then. 
And it's like until it's too late. And it's like all those times you could have stood up for it. Yeah, and it's, it's the idea that it's like convenient to do that. <laughs> you know, that we're safe and we want to just like not be bothered. We want to be our lives, you know, we don't want to yeah. deal with it. And the reality is a lot of things have been happening recently. That's not to say like we are in Gilead as of right now, but we are frogs in water that is approaching boiling and we need to like pay attention to the laws that are being passed because the way that they put laws into play is very manipulative and that they write in things into laws that have nothing to do with certain things. Like mm -hmm. be like a law on healthcare reform. And then there's like 87 pages in, in a small mm -hmm. little section of that bill, there's something that's totally not yeah. okay in there. And they try to hide it so that people pass it because it's a lot of good stuff at the front. Mm -hmm. And then you have people losing their fundamental rights. Yeah, and people are just sleeping, sleeping on this. Yeah, and we just basically have this idea. Like, the culture around us is that, you know, it's our fault. Our bodies are not ours. We're supposed to be wives and mothers. And they're going to do anything to keep us in those places. And I honestly think if there it comes a time where, like, what's the word? What's it called? When you have babies, where you can have those. When you're a mother? What do you no, mean no, no. The fertility? Fertility. <laughs> if fertility rates go down, yeah. which I think they have, honestly, uh, if they continue to do so and it becomes even harder and harder for us to have babies that... There's already such a view of, like, in the pro-life mentality is, like, how could you... Yeah. Murder that baby. How could you not have this baby? Yeah. There are people out there who want to have babies so bad and can't. Yeah. So you're horrible. Like, you, you're the worst kind of woman is the way that they view them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're so far off from a reality where we are forced. Yeah. People are so offended when people just don't want to have children. Who would yeah. want to bring children into this world? Yeah. So we watched something, a lot of episodes of something. It was a uh, stressful time. <laughs> it was very stressful. Uh, we watched Handmaid's Tale, which uh, started in 2017. I believe it's still going. I think, yeah, they're, on they're opening to season four or season three? Four. Four. Three is done. Gotcha. Um, so if you don't know what it is, it is created by Bruce Miller and the original book is by Margaret Atwood. And it is set in a dystopian future. A woman is forced to live as a concubine under a fundamentalist theocratic dictatorship. Yep. It's a lot of scary words for what it is. And it is scary. Lots and lots of scary things happen in the show. Yeah. It's like, it's like brutal time. It's definitely not fun. It's never, like, you can never feel hopeful. Not um, more than two seconds long. No. Uh, it's, yeah, it's traumatizing. And then it's, like, it's very good at showing us the whole, like, frog theory, right? Yeah. It's like, that is happening slowly. And what I really enjoy about Handmaid's Tale versus the usual dystopian, um, like films or books is that we get to see the before yeah. we get to see the slow descent into this, which is very rare. Usually what we get is like just the world and we have to believe it. Yeah. This very scary world. You just have to face value. This is what it is. Don't question. Yeah. And so 
that's just like how it is, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, uh, in this, I I think it's very interesting because we do get to see before we get to see all the characters before too. Mm-hmm. So even some of our villains. So um, that's another thing that is interesting about this that I found like the connection to in Stepford Wives, mm. which is like one of the villains turns out to be the woman, like one yeah. of the women in it, and that they have these like ideas because that's how. Uh, the patriarchy and these traditionalist ideas like impact you. Yeah, they're so deeply ingrained to them that yeah. they fully believe it themselves. Yeah, and that they think it's like they're being uh, what is what is, I always forget what Serena Joy called it, like the uh, tradition, like uh, traditional feminist or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, but just like the idea of like. That she is being a feminist by enacting her right to stay at home and be a mom. Yeah. And an obedient wife. Uh, and I think it's interesting to see her getting cut down throughout the series as well. Yeah, like you have the... I feel like the entire time she has this sense of feeling immune to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like she helped create it. So she feels like even though she is the wife, that she has a lot more power yeah. than a lot of the other wives or the handmaids. Like, she is immune to this world. Yeah, and then she's not. She's and not. I love that. But, um, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. It's Elizabeth Moss, um, and I always think of the show as her kind of, not cry for help, but her way of saying, I'm in the Church of Scientology, but I'm not in the Church of Scientology. Yeah, well, because the whole thing she was like, I, you watch see the media, yeah. Watch yeah. what I do. You see the media I make. Yeah. Uh, it says what I want. The things I feel. Yeah, because so. I mean, like her whole family's in there. Yeah. She can't just leave. But Scientology is very much like Gilead in its ideas of the roles of women, in that they think women are dirty, yeah. and like should be abused. So, so we hear you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Blink twice. <laughs> you need help. Uh, so. Uh, there's a lot that's really great about this show and there's even more that's great about the book itself. So I read that um, it's a book by Margaret Atwood and it was published in 1985, which was like longer ago than what you would think because it's so relevant now. And now it's like flying off the shelves and I believe there's a sequel that's coming out um, or has come out because of like, because the show goes on past the book. Yeah. Um, and the book kind of leaves you with this idea that it's all over. Yeah. But also, like, not immediately over. Like, we, we only get a glimpse into, like, the telling of The Handmaid's Tale is from the future where this doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. But where you left, it's still happening. Yeah, and it's just really, like, not... Like, you're like, all right, this is the worst. But also, it's just like, there's a sense of impending doom. Yeah. But, like, you don't necessarily know what that doom is yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Season two's a whole situation that's just really hard to cope with. Yeah. So we got to season two. Um, We will probably keep watching and get to season three, which I heard the theme for that is, like, the fight. Nice. It's like, finally... You know, they beat us down and they're going to bring us back up. So um, I wanted to talk about what inspired Margaret Atwood to create um, Handmaid's Tale or like the places in history and things in history that inspired her to create it. 
Because it's like, not <laughs> it's not just from her brain. It's not uh-huh. fiction, and sh- that was on purpose. Uh, and I think that's why it still applies so much today. And I think it's, like, why we should take it more seriously than, say, something like Stepford Wives, which is goofy, right? Yeah. Like, even when it was the scary movie, it was still goofy. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, so much more than a horror story. <laughs> it's, like, it's a real horror story. And I think she calls it um, not a, a dystopia... But like a, um, I forget, like, it's like current or something. She says yeah. it more like it's happening. Uh, and that it's less of like, it's not science fiction. It's like current events or something like that. I forget what she calls it. Anyway, uh, I think that like, she didn't really know that it was not just telling the past, like retelling the past, but that it was also kind of predicting the future. And I don't think she fully knew that. Like, yeah. I'm sure she was like, you know, history repeats itself, whatever. But I don't know if she really was like, this is like the world of, you know, Gilead is going to yeah. kind of be knocking on our door. But Margaret Atwood actually said um, this about uh, writing Handmaid's Tale. She said, I made a rule for myself. I would not include anything that human beings had not already done in some other place or time, or for which the technology did not already exist. I did not wish to be accused of dark, twisted inventions or of misrepresenting the human potential for deplorable behavior. The group activated hangings, the tearing apart of human beings, the clothing specific to castes and classes, the forced childbearing and the appropriation of the results, the children stolen by regimes in place for the upbringing with high-ranking officials, the forbidding of literacy, the denial of property rights, all had precedents, and many of these were found uh, were to be found not in other cultures and religions, but within Western society and within the Christian tradition itself. Yep. So well, she Yo, was like, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> she's like, none of this is fictional. Um, it all rings really close to the truth, um, and it's it's really easy to like fall under this spell and assume that it's like a mindset not if but rather when <laughs> like when is it oh going to happen right? so uh, even like since the publication of this book we've seen elements of the story brought to light uh, for example um, the Taliban's rise to power and subjugation of women in the 1990s uh-huh. right so that was like not very long after this book came out that was happening Yeah, and that was like you know, is still affecting us now. Like, we still, not us, but, like, still affecting people now. Yeah. That they don't have, like, the rights and they were ripped from what they used to be. Like, have you ever seen pictures, um, uh, like, of pre-Taliban society where there's, like, women in, like, shorts and, yeah. like, tank tops on the beach? And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, you forget that that, like, because that's always been our lives. Like, we've never seen that other life yeah. for them. Um yeah, so there's this very helpful website called historycollection.co that highlights um, some of the historical events, but also, like, just from knowing history. Um, yeah. But they have this listicle called 17 Moments in History That Inspired the Handmaid's Tale. And cool. I'm not going to go into all 17, oh, but, but I, will, okay, go ahead. I will. Tell <laughs> yeah, me the ones you can. I'll go through a bunch. We're here um, for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah. I will go through as many as I can because they are really good. So, one, uh, during uh, Margaret Atwood's research to kind of, like, develop the story um, for Handmaid's Tale, she found this article about the fundamentalist Christian group in New Jersey mm-hmm. called the People of Hope. Yeah. So, uh, these were pretty much a cult eventually they were dubbed a cult yeah uh, but they wanted to have a society that was like the bible they wanted to like retroact 
society to go back to the way that they thought was how you should be. Um, and uh, the group is still active. Oh, fun. So that's good. Uh, so uh, women and the people of hope were subservient to men. Uh, the marriages were arranged, and they considered everyone outside of their church as the empire of evil. I mean, like, quite that's kind of like title. most religion. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like quite a title. Uh, <laughs> um, I will say the, the women in it are a little more like the wives in Gilead, and okay. they do have a little more power, um, and they're not being used as, like, you know, baby cattle, um, <laughs> baby-making cattle, but, in, but they're still, like, they had to be at home. So another thing... Um, that Margaret Atwood found in her research was called the Decree 770 in Romania. Okay. So what this decree was, was this law that passed in 1967 that made abortions and all forms of uh, contraception illegal. Cool. Which is like, we're familiar. Yeah, they're <laughs> um, trying to do that here. The thing about it was that it has nothing to do with religion or like religious beliefs. It was because their country was suffering from... Um, low birth rates okay and the reason for that was that more and more women were going to the workforce yeah so in order to go to the workforce and have like freedom and be able to pay for food and like live their lives they couldn't also have children because they needed to work yeah and so um there is more like more women who are working and less of them staying home and having children uh so there was like this fear in the country that like this is like this is the end. Like we're yeah. not gonna have any, and it, it plummeted so low uh, that there was already these things in place in the country. So like the government had already taxed married couples a six percent income tax if they did not have children between the ages of twenty five and fifty. But that wasn't <laughs> enough. So uh, they just totally banned all use of contraception, and of course abortions. Right. Uh, so we know what the problem with that is, and that's that, you know, abortions don't uh, just go away, just safe ones do. Yeah. So, so uh, after the change of the law, uh, the women had no longer had access to birth control, and babies, the number of babies born that year skyrocketed to def- roughly double what they had been the year before. Yeah. Because they didn't have any other choice. Yeah. And because the... So, uh, forcing hands. (laughs) Part of it was that women were forced to visit the gynecologist once a month to check for pregnancy, and police officers stood in the halls to make sure the women complied. And if a woman was pregnant, the doctors followed her, like very closely, and would like ensure that she did it. And then if you if anything happened to them, you know, uh, or the baby, you would be at fault for that. And then, so they have this rise in birth rates, but then they had a rise in uh, deaths by at-home abortions. Yeah. Because, again, it was no longer safe. Um, A similar crisis occurred in Canada, which is, like, our, you know, our hero. Yeah. (laughs) In in, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'm so scared now. Well, unlike the the communist at the time country, uh, Romania, Canada decided that the best way to heighten their, their... birth rates declining was actually to open their borders and allow immigrants in. Okay. So with that, like, because they had the same situation where women were going to work and they were like, oh, we're not getting any babies anymore. So they're like, let's let more people in. Yeah. We have the space. Other people make babies. (laughs) Yeah. And then they did. And to the point where, um, uh, it is predicted that by 2035, Canada will be 80% immigrants. 
Wow. So it's like no wonder that in The Handmaid's Tale, that's where people go and yeah. why they're open. I'm ha- that did, I thought that was going to be scary, and I'm happy it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. That one was like I was good. like, oh, no, Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing about it, though, is like from the spike in people trying to run away to Canada after Trump's nomination, uh, it is harder. Like you do have to live there for... Uh, quite a number of years with a visa, and then you need a full-time job in order to be accepted yeah. as a full Canadian resident. So if you're thinking about it, sorry to you can, bring it but, down. But go. It's just going to take time. Um, yeah. So <laughs> the the title for the next section was Prisoners Cleaning Radiation. Where do you think this takes place? Here. No? Guess again. Uh, radiation. Your Russia? Yes. Ding, ah. ding, ding. <laughs> so Sorry. That, <laughs> Brain. That, that's Activate. your thought. If you were like, radiation, prisoners, hmm. Uh, yeah, it was Russia. So For uh, the thingy, the, you know what I'm talking Chernobyl? about? Yes. Um, not quite. Okay. But leading up to such a thing, yes. Okay. Um, a lot of things with Chernobyl were, some of them were volunteers, but just didn't get the information. Whereas okay. this was prisoners. Yeah, being, being forced. forced. So this one's going to get real sad, and I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, so <laughs> during the 1970s, prisoners in the Soviet Union were forced to do manual labor in uranium mines uh, to gather materials for their nuclear bombs. Okay. Uh, So obviously the prisoners were exposed to extremely high levels of radiation, and the average lifespan of a prisoner in these mines were just two years. (sighs) Like, so in the film or the show, where it's called The Colonies, where they send the unwomen. Yeah. Or, uh, so unwomen were women who were gender traitors. <laughs> There's a lot of quotations in this. Yeah. Uh, which were women who were lesbians or women who were radical and feminist yeah. and, you know, had careers or were professors uh, and had an education. So they were sent there um, in, in, if they didn't have viable um, Eggs. Yeah. So uh, every day, trains filled with new prisoners would arrive at the mines, and they estimate that there were about 5,000, roughly, men who died there. Wow. Even worse um, is that it was common for, like, a prisoner to, like, just collapse and die on the spot, which we've seen in season two, but the overseers, the people who were in charge, would smash their heads in with rocks because they were afraid that men would, like, fake die so that they can get out. So to ensure that they really were dead, they would smash their heads in. So that's uh-huh. a real horror story. Gabe, uh, you're doing the history corner this week. <laughs> yeah, and it's awful. Um, I hate ah. it. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, no. So Yeah, that's fair. That's always how I feel. Such an awful experience that 12 prisoners had made a suicide pact and blew themselves up in the mines. There is a documentary about it called The Nuclear Gulag. Okay. So it was just that bad that they exploded it, which we also see yeah. in uh, Handmaid's Tale. Not the colony but there's an explosion uh at gilead so spoilers (laughs) um you don't know when y'all know what this podcast is you know what this thing is you know what it is yeah this is Um, all we do the other thing that's brought up and i was like no is that this idea that women are forbidden to work so there's a part in the show where um 
it just kind of happens. Like it, the, the whole plan was that they needed to hit everything at once. Like they get yeah. three direct hits because that is what was going to attack them. Creative destruction. Yes. So uh, it was freezing women's bank accounts so that they couldn't. And um, every I don't I have like maybe fifty dollars in cash hidden somewhere. Yeah. And I'd have to be like, where is that? So yeah. all of my money is gone, and I'm not married, <laughs> so I can't even be like, Mike, uh, you want to give me my money? Like so, all the women's bank accounts were frozen and then they were all fired at the same time yeah one silly cam wouldn't run we're all women yeah. <laughs> it's all women it's like It'd four be done men now. Yeah. Uh, well no it's an intellectual space so. yeah so yeah it's yeah it's non-profits kind of, are all gone at yeah that point. non-profits are definitely gone so um this idea that like we like that women wouldn't work seems like crazy. Like, cause it's like, I've always worked and all the women I know have worked. Yeah. And they're like, my grandmother like raised six kids with three jobs. Yeah. Like she was practically a single mom and worked three jobs to yeah. feed these children. Like, and she's, you know, been here for a long time. But yeah. the idea that like women work is new. <laughs> like yeah. that's so, um, like, we didn't have, like, women, like, women were not allowed to work. They were forbidden to work. We couldn't have a credit card. Yeah. They couldn't go. Like, you couldn't have a job unless it was doing sex work. And that was incredibly dangerous. And it was frowned upon. So yeah. you couldn't do anything until World War II when all the men got shipped away. And then they were like, hmm, we need somebody to work in the factories. Let's bring in Rosie Riveter and her friends and Marilyn Monroe. She was there. She had a different name at the time, yeah. uh, Norma Jean. But <laughs> she, all those women all of yeah. a sudden were like, we could do it. Uh, you know, and they're licking their uranium glowing paint and, you know, end up with cancer. But still, uh, <laughs> but that's a different story. Uh, so the, then they were working. And now we have, like, this taste for independence and money. And It's also necessity at this point. Yeah. Like, there's no way that we could have a one-person <laughs> household. household, like, income happening. But... When we look at it, that was only, like, around 75 years ago. That's yeah. one person's lifetime. That's someone's grandma's lifetime. Yeah, there. It's been. it was recent that we weren't allowed to have credit cards. Mm -hmm. It was, like, very recent. I don't have the year, but I remember learning about it in school and being, like, horrified. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And what? It, it, like, yeah, there's some, like, what I was just saying, like, I sent to you, what was it, 2015? was when being gay was, like, no longer illegal in America. Yeah. Like, it was, like, 2014. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, of course. Five it's years like, ago. It's not very long ago. Yeah. Um, or, like, just seeing, like, during, you know, Obama having it be, like, marriage be legal. That didn't happen. Like, all you millennials, like, uh, next millennials, whatever you're called, <laughs> Gen Zers. Yeah, uh, You don't even know how good you have it. Um, before it was just like, you could be, um, fired from the military, even though you were drafted if they found out before there was the yeah. don't ask, don't tell, which is also not great. Uh, anyway, uh, there's also the idea of, uh, off-red, right? So the yeah. idea of getting these names that made you subservient to someone. And that isn't too far from history in that, uh, slavery, we stole people from yeah. Africa, we took their names away, we gave them white names, and we gave them their slave masters' uh, last names. Yeah. Which is why during the Civil Rights Movement, there was an uprising of people taking back their names, or, like, people who have the last name, like, Africa, because yeah. they're like, no, I don't have it. Or Malcolm X, like, he literally yeah. has X because he does not know what his ancestors' names were. 
Yeah. Like, because they didn't, they weren't allowed to have them. Yeah. And they would have to sign documents with X. So that has always happened, um, or has previously happened. So in this, in this uh, book and in the show, you are named after the man of the house. Yeah. So our main character is Offred or of Fred. And then we have, like, of Warren. Yeah. Or of Daniel or, I don't know, of Paul. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're of whoever that is. So that's also, it's not the same thing. But in Italy, you, like, in at the birth of merchant culture, whenever yeah. you were sold to your husband through your dowry, yeah. um, your, your name was written into history. But if you did anything wrong... They would erase you and kill your kids that you had with him so that the new wife can have all new ones. fresh, yeah. Yeah. And then you just never existed. Think about how women take their husband's last name. Yeah. You erase your last name. That is not real. And now you have a new one. Or you just have your dad's last name. Yeah. I have both. I have my mom and my dad's last name. I just have my dad's. I can't wait to get rid of one of them. Guess. (laughs) Uh, this so another i'm gonna get into scary place again go ahead um that's our whole thing yeah so in 1958 the child welfare league of america which right there you know it's not gonna be great uh began what they called the indian adoption project so also incorrect words yeah (laughs) um but they called it the indian adoption project and what this was was that they believed that children in on who were living on First Nation reservations were not living the ideal American standards. Oh, gosh. They weren't being abused. They were just living their lives with their community, but it was not American enough for them. So they literally kidnapped these children from their homes without any good cause and then put them into white people homes uh they were not documented properly so they could never find their home um and a lot of these white families weren't even like fully ready to have children um there's a case where someone who came from like he had six he was like one of six and four him and three of his siblings ended up at one house and they ended up living a really like poverty stricken life because the family was not able to take care of four kids yeah and they just gave them four kids and were like here you go now you're white, so you deserve them more than yeah. their parents who are good to them, who are, like, also their culture. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Um, and to, to bring it to reality, to today, we have mothers who are losing their children and having them ripped from them for and no good reason. Cages. Put in cages. And put in cages. It happens so many times. And not so documented properly so that you They're don't gone. know where they are. They're gone. We have no idea where they are. Yeah. And now we have coronavirus. Who knows what's happening to them? No one's talking about it. Um, okay, less scary. Dress <sighs> codes. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the, FLDS, the FLDS or Mormons uh, have clothing restrictions. Yeah. Or you have to have full-length skirts. But what I think of and what I had always thought of when I watched the show was the underwear that the maidens wear. Yeah. is definitely like the fabled like Mormon virgin underwear like you're not supposed to see nobody um it's not pretty yeah something interesting that i found uh was the bible verse they use for the um surrogacy and the Mm -hmm. ceremony uh which is from genesis 31 through 3 which reads and she said 
Behold my maid Bila, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon her knees, uh, upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. And that is used to justify the ceremony. Which right? is and they rape. read it every time. Yes. Yep. Uh, but you see, uh, Rachel is who's the one who's saying this about Bila, is one of the polygamous sister wives to a man named Jacob. And her sister wife, Leah, has many children, but Rachel has, you know, problems conceiving for whatever reason, because yeah. it's life. So she asks for her handmaid, Bila, to conceive a child with her husband uh, in her stead. And it works, and Rachel gets to raise the babies, and they never hear from Bila again. Like, that's never mentioned. So one cool. polygamy uh, in the yeah, Bible. Yeah, that's two it's time. She's a servant. Um, oh, I'm sad again. Yeah. So that's fair. We should be. We need to be. Yeah. Well, and I mean, these days women can be paid to have children. So like Moira did, and yeah. in America, you could be paid a very hefty. Like to do your eggs. To do it right. I to thought about eggs, it. Or to like. I was like, oh, I got be debt. a surrogate. You can make. Some money if you just like but i can't because narcolepsy so yeah um but if you don't want to pay up uh places like uh, or countries like cambodia it's very cheap and that's because the women are not taken care of and they are treated as criminals and can be arrested for human trafficking if they're caught doing it oh but you can get a very on the cheap cambodian child instead of Whatever you're going to pay an American person, because that's how we value people. Cool. Because it just keeps getting better. Um, oh, it's so bad. And the thing is, like, these things are all happening. And, like, I didn't even get into the fact that, like, there is... There's just should, I should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that it would be really sad and also, like, graphic. But there's also genital mutilation yeah. in the show. That's still real. That is still yeah. happening. And it was something that Americans didn't know about, really, until, like, the 70s or 80s. And then they were like, wait, what? In a lo- It's primarily in Africa. Most countries that participate are in Africa. But there's it's all over. Yeah. And when Margaret Atwood was first making this book, she put it in – it was, like, placed in, like – south america and it was like moving around like where it was going to take place yeah. and then she settled for america yeah to kind of like tell that story um but it's a lot of these things aren't really far from like what we experience now and the way that people use um these ideologies to suppress women yeah so it just like you're keeps doing coming. a whole history corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so proud. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, there's, there was so much more. There's, like, so much more, but I was just, like, because I was not 17. Uh, there's a lot about, like, being gay and that stuff that happened. Um, yeah. There's just, you know, it's never ending. So, but definitely watch the film, the show, and the film. There's a film. There's a film? Yep. Uh, huh. Read the book. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I plan to probably read the next one. Uh and just like keep you know keep your head on a swivel, because it is around us like subtle yeah. and it, and it they'll they could easily do it. Well, because they're already slowly getting rid of our ability to basically say no to babies. Mm-hmm. That or say no, period. Yeah, we get little victories. They've been like changing the wording on what it is for sexual assault so that yeah. it's not. It's a whole time. Uh, yeah. Lots of little things are happening right now, and we are frogs, and we need to make sure that we do not boil to death. Yeah. Because we're on our way. Yeah. It always just seems like women need to have babies, but it's clearly only on their terms. So it's like we can't have abortions, but we also can't provide someone 
who wants a kid with a kid, right? Yeah. Like, um, an abortion, like, a, a adoption is low. Like, no one's doing it. And then we also can't, like, keep our own kids because they'll just take them. They just take them because they decided you're not, not, like, you can't have them now. Not for anything you've done, just because of, like, your race. <laughs> like, yeah. cool. That's nice. It's not so, nice. It's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. So it's all happening, and just keep, you know, keep your eyes and ears peeled, and don't let it sneak up on us. Yeah. So if you like it, it's uh, no ovaries, no opinion. Yeah. Because if you don't got them, or if you're not, like, yeah. If you don't got them. You just don't, don't know what they opinion. are. Don't put yeah. ectopic pregnancies back in women's bodies. It will kill them. Yeah. Also, it's okay for women to not want children. Yes. 100%. There are yeah. reasons, and you don't need to understand them. Goodbye. Yeah. And there's so many people out there who want children. Like, give it to them. Why can't they have children? <sighs> okay. Anyway. Uh, and if you don't well, like Because there's babies you can adopt, and then they don't want to adopt them. It's like... Or, no, it's not that they don't want to adopt them. It's that they don't let, like... Gay couples adopt. Yeah. Those people will love them. Okay. Uh, and if you don't like it, it is uh, broveries before ovaries. Yeah, because you're just saying you're, you're, you have claim. Yeah. Broveries before ovaries. Which is a big lie. Like dumb. Uh, it's ovaries before broveries. Yeah. Actually. So, Kat, for... <laughs> I asked you this last time, but... Uh, for the oppression of women. Oh, it's so future. great. I love it. 100% <laughs> wow, yes. It's changed. Please. It's wow. Changed. Wow. Sad. So great it is. <laughs> no. I so want to be of Fred. I just want that. <laughs> it's my dream. Yeah. Did you know it's my, dr- it's my dream, Gabe? Forcibly make me have babies. <laughs> Under all his day. eye. Every day. Yeah. Or four hours ago. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's awful. Like, what do you mean? It's terrible, yeah. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. No. It makes me really sad. What about you? You're for it? You're like, yeah, I need that baby. Well, I do want a baby, but no. Not right now. And on my terms. It's the whole thing. It's like you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine with the person I choose. Not somebody yeah. else's husband who's gross. Yeah. Just like not rape. Let's just not rape, y'all. Let's just like let rape not be. Yeah. And also like call it by its name. Stop trying to make it's new names. It's a ceremony. Um, yeah. Uh, what about for... I'm sorry for making that sound. It's just I had to. No, it's all right. It's I'm sorry to them. Oh, okay. You don't think it's your fault. <laughs> uh, what about Handmaid's Tale? No, oh, that's hard, because I, I really, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, like, ooh, it's hard to watch. It is hard to watch, but I just keep hoping that it'll make it. Like, that it'll yeah. be okay. Um, but it's not. Yeah. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so on that sad note, we have one more episode left in our Horrors of Society. Woo! And then we're going to move on to something else. Uh, But it's almost our 100th episode. This is episode 98, guys. Uh, So, yeah, we have a really fun... Clown, 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 clown. (laughs) I do for you guys. (laughs) Maybe it's clowns. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined it. I don't know. My baby. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. And uh, don't get married. Don't let your kids. 
or the take them or the make you have them. It's bad. Even if you're married, they took her anyway. That's sad. 